Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. <laughs> so why don't we start by telling everyone... Where you are currently sitting while recording this <laughs> podcast? Um, well, it's really echoey. Can you hear it? Because I'm basically in the crash at the David Lloyd, um, the empty crash room at the David Lloyd, and I'm sitting on one of those tiny children's chairs in the corner of the room, sitting with a tiny table around me and some colouring in. That's, that, I mean, colouring is supposed to be really therapeutic. So, you know, maybe you should give that a go while you're in there. It was really funny because this morning I had it in my head that we were recording this podcast tomorrow. So I was like... So did off. I. I yeah. did as well. Yeah, oh. I had that in my head. We just like lost our brains really, haven't we? We don't know what day of the week it is anymore. Seriously, I haven't got a brain between this skull at the minute. I keep doing all this fucking crazy shit and I'm like, it's going to catch me out one day and I'm going to, you know, have you seen them um, Overboard with Goldie Horn? No, I haven't, but I will watch it. I will watch it. She basically going to be you? It's going to be me. I'm just going to end up somewhere just on some random desert island um, being like, who am I? But anyway, yes, yeah, so I'm here and I've planned to be out for the whole day because we, we're obviously working on something quite exciting, which we can't wait we to do. We are, yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, the bed. We've got this podcast to do. So I spoke to the David Lloyd lot and I was like, have you got a room I could use? And they were like, you can go to the creche if you like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you? This is Axel's second week of school but not really second week if you um, saw on Instagram last week I said how sort of disjointed it all is um, so they, they're in for a day then they're off for a bit and then they're in till one and then they're in till three and then you know it's it's meant to be like a staggered induction I guess and I think a lot of schools do it but I think it's actually quite um sort of unsettling for the kids like especially for Axel he went in on Thursday and then he wasn't back in till Monday that's quite a big gap when you know we spent the whole summer building this day up and then he's yeah. like all oh, right so is that it oh I've done yeah. forever. I completed it completed it in one morning like, how, no, how no, is he feeling no exactly he doesn't he literally doesn't care like that's the only way I can describe it he doesn't care he doesn't care at all he he's not bothered if I told him he was never going back he wouldn't care if I told him he you know he was there for forever he wouldn't care he's just very like I don't know just 
chilled about it nonchalant yeah he's he's loving it but he's very like secretive like what happened today Mm, I don't know it's a secret oh okay and then I said to him earlier did anyone get told off and he said yeah I did and I said what did you do and he went I don't know and I think well god I mean he could have done anything then he could have hit someone he could have pulled his pants down in the playground like I mean if he had done it either he would have got a phone call from the teacher going listen we need to talk about Axel (laughs) so I don't think it's that I think do you know what I think think the thing is with Axel is that he's because because of your lifestyle because of yours and James's lifestyle with you know working all over the place and kind of you know you're you're so chilled as a as a a parent G like you really have got that box nailed he doesn't have any of that those problems he's just kind of like yeah yeah whatever I'll just deal with it just whatever like it's it's a credit to you really done such a good job how's Luna getting on not one to take a compliment is RG um no I'm not <laughs> Luna's, yeah, Luna's kind of the same to be honest I think ugh, she's loving it she's absolutely loving it like we're making the packed lunches together in the morning that's quite a sweet Aww. moment between the two of us you know she's like saying to Kit I'm going to big school today you know it's still only preschool but in her head she's like left home um, and is <laughs> a flat on her own like she's just she's just getting on with it she's loving it she's making for like friends and she's loving the teachers but like Luna's again is that sort of person like she's decided that she's ready to go so she's she's absolutely yeah. fine with it if I had told her you're going and she wasn't ready she would have hated it but actually she's yeah. made the decision she wants to go she told me she was ready so yeah we're in good shape actually Oh, it's good. It's funny. Do you know what? I feel like it's really nice. And I think this September, more so than any other September that there probably ever was, I feel like everyone's ready, like for a yeah. fresh a fresh yeah. start. Lots of people are going back to the office. Lots of people, you know, lots of people are getting their childcare back again. It really feels like, this is almost like New Year, isn't it? This, is, this time is really more New Year than New Year normally is. I do think that there's going to be some people listening to this podcast that are going, that is not my experience at drop off. And I think it's really important to give a nod to those ones as well, because I, I tell you what lockdown has done is made Luna a hell of a lot more clingy. And I think yeah. probably a lot of people listening can, can resonate with that, that actually the minute I step out of the room, even just to go for a wee, she's like, mommy, where are you? I'm like, oh, just trying to have a wee in peace. Or, you know, I've, I've, I've even just gone into the laundry room to like fold some towels up. She's like, I can't see you so it's it's weird it's definitely done that to her um and actually we're, we're hearing quite a bit aren't we we've had a few messages in going like oh, my child had to be like torn away from me at the gates so yeah, yeah. we feel that is your experience yeah and I have to say actually not so much at the school drop-off that's been okay I haven't really witnessed anything but at the crash drop-off completely yeah. different um like today when I dropped Gigi to the crash every child was crying not one wasn't crying every single one right. and I think they egg yeah. each other on as well I think they see the other one crying and then they cry yeah, yeah. and luckily I did actually yeah they're like oh but I did actually walk away and I waited outside for a couple of minutes and I thought I if she's carried on they'll come and get me luckily they didn't but quite a few yeah. didn't actually make it you know like they their parents couldn't leave yeah. them and I think what mm. um what we've been told to do is just to keep you know carry on try and be as consistent as possible yes. like maybe try and come more than you normally would to get yeah. them into it get them into like the flow of it because every, like you know we all need a little bit of space um and I think yeah, it's just right now it's going to be hard. Yeah, and I was I was thinking this today, actually, because I was writing this down. I was saying, you know what, we, we give our kids, you know, pretty much 12 or 13 or 14 hours a day. And then there comes a point where we need to take 
some hours back for ourselves. And that might be, you know, you getting your kids to bed at six o'clock as opposed to 7.30. It might be, you know, having a morning to yourself if you drop them off at a nursery or a preschool or whatever it is. It's like super important. You mustn't carry any guilt around that. That there's only so long you can parent for before you need a couple of hours just for you. That is yes, and so if they are when you drop them off, don't feel horrendous as you walk away. Like they're going to be absolutely fine. They're like master manipulators when it comes to all the emotional stuff as well, right? They are. Yeah, of course they are. They know, yeah, they know what they're doing. And as long as you know, they feel secure, they know you're going to come back. Um, it is worth, it really is worth sticking to. So anyone having issues thinking, oh, I, maybe I'm just going to leave it for a while. I promise you it does get easier. Like after a couple of weeks, it really, really does get easier. Um, and you know we all need a bit of time to ourselves which actually sort of brings us into our topic of conversation quite nicely because we're talking about relationships so relationships with your partner relationships with your mates relationships with your in-laws relationships with your parents anything to do with relationships yeah how's your relationship G my relationship with my husband I would just want to know how you guys are I think you, you guys you know you're definitely quite private which is really great um but you, you definitely like to let me know when things are irritating you. So how are things currently? As of today, as of this morning, absolutely fine. Like we're getting on quite well. But he still, he still annoys me. He annoys me every day, to be honest with you. But maybe that says more about me than it does about him. <laughs> do you think that you annoy him? I'm sure I do. In fact, I know I do. But do you know what? I think we've, spent, we've never spent so much time together ever as we did in lockdown and James had his first game it wasn't really first game of the season I think it was a cup game so now we're back into the routine of actually not seeing each other as much and I think that is always really good for us like even so even in the evenings like he gets home pretty early which is really nice he's always around for bedtime well usually um and things like that but then it means that we're you know together from three thirty, say when he gets in to like 10 30 when we go to bed so we try and not be on top of each other so much now so like last night I went out for a run um and he'll watch something on the tv you know on his own and then we might sit down and watch something together I think for us we know that we cannot spend too much time together Um, what I find interesting as well with you guys is that you've been together since you were 17 years old so a lot having spent a lot of time with you guys as a couple a lot of the stuff that you sort of bicker and argue about you argue as as younger people I think it's almost like your like 18 year old selves kind of like getting on each other's tits a bit yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing like we have we have known each other forever so we've grown up and changed a lot like both of us actually probably more so me than him (laughs) (laughs) um he's not changed he's the same as he was when he was 17 um but I'm definitely not and um yeah I think we've got more of a bit yeah bickery we don't have serious serious you know rows and, and conversations we're much more like just joking and that kind of thing but we definitely but but throughout our whole relationship we haven't spent loads of time together like that Mm. is one of our things Mm. we've moved to new cities together where we haven't known anyone but we have always had you know our own thing going on like I like my own space he likes his own space and I think sometimes we forget that and whenever we get whenever it gets too intense the main thing we argue about is the children like now that is our thing that we argue about um, and and we both like doing things our own way, but we know now that um, we should never argue in front of them. 
Easier um, also, it's so easier said than done. Of course it is. But we do really, really try not to. And we know now that when we are bickering and we get to that, like, stage where everything is getting on each other's nerves we just need a little bit of space just a bit of breathing space um and not all couples are like that you know some couples thrive on spending all of their time together and some don't and I guess we don't <laughs> and <laughs> how about you <laughs> I love that well, I love Georgia so yeah um mm-hmm. I get, look, I think like any relationship, it's kind of highs and lows, ups and downs, definitely. I think we're going through quite a stressful period at the moment because, you know, it's not easy raising three kids and having to work the amount that I've had to work this summer and, you know, the financial pressures. And I think, you know, look, I think the thing with Doz is, is that he left professional sport three years ago and he... He's finding it really hard, if I'm completely yeah. honest with you. I don't think he talks about it enough. I think he feels quite isolated. He's missing that, like, laddie banter. He's missing the, like, kill of the game and the adrenaline rush of playing in front of people. And he misses his friends. And let's be honest, he's had to be at home for the last six months, pretty much since the beginning of March, looking after the kids. And, and I've been the breadwinner. And that's not easy. Yeah. That's not easy for anybody. So he is a an absolute superstar when it comes to stuff like that. But I'm beginning to see now his frustrations and, you know, I'm doing everything in my power now to give him the wings to go off and fucking pursue his career in property and for it not all to be about me. I hold my hands up and say that, you know, the career that I do, there's a lot of eyes on me. There's a lot of attention. It's, it's this, 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 and this, and I'm, you know, the mouthpiece for it all. And actually I I need to respect the fact that it's probably emasculating him quite a bit. So we're going through some yeah. stuff with that. But I think the communication side of it is key. Like, I I don't want us to stop talking. And I think men characteristically, um, unless you've got a completely different partner, you know, are quite happy to kind of do the silent treatment and be a bit stroppy and be a bit moody and not really talk about it. Or yeah. they can fucking lose their lid and start shouting. And it's like, that's not really the way to communicate. Not in my house. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm constantly trying to encourage him no. to just any of those feelings, you know? Uh, um, yeah, no. You're, I think you're a really good talker. I think you're you're good. That's one. Like you are really really good at. You. I mean, you always tell me you need to you need to tell James that you feel like that. You need to yeah. tell him he's not a mind reader. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're a great communicator. Well, thank you, mate. I mean, I'm trying to. I probably my my my, my worst feature is the fact that I just keep going. I'm like a rock filer. So if somebody doesn't give it to me. Like, you know, tell me what's wrong. No, no, I'm fine. No, no, but what's wrong? Because you don't seem fine. No, I'm fine. Please, no, you're not. And he's like, just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Just leave me alone. And I'm like, I'm learning that side of my character. And that can be really irritating. I think, I think, you know, I'm programmed to make everything all right. Because that's, I don't want anyone to argue or fall out. I want everything to be okay all the time. But also sometimes you need to be able to step out the room and just be like, leave me alone. And for that to be yeah. okay. That's interesting you say that because James does that to me. So I can get wound up about something, but I get over things very quickly. Mm. Um, So sometimes he'll be like, why didn't you just tell me that that annoyed you? And I said, because in 20 minutes it won't. Mm. (laughs) So sometimes I'm better to just, just leave me, like just leave me for a minute. Let me be annoyed. That's cool. And then in literally come and speak to me in half an hour and I'll have forgotten and I'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it is soccer. I mean, it's really tough, isn't it? Especially when you throw kids into the mix and you're tired and you've got work things going on and 
everything else that comes with raising children and a house and just a life. I think as um, well, you chuck in like sleep deprivation and... Yeah. You, you, you know, you don't have any time for yourself. You know, it's like, oh, when was the last time we went on a date night? I can't remember. You know, we just, yeah. and I'm sure people listening will agree. It's kind of like you get onto the sofa, you put Netflix on, you eat your dinner, you go to bed, you go to sleep, and then it starts all over again. And, and, and actually, I think we forget that we're just in relationships with each other. Just because we're parents and we produced a child together doesn't take away the fact that actually we need time you know, one-on-one together. And that time is really hard to come by. You've got to really, yeah. really carve it out. And I think once you start spending one-on-one time together, all of that lovely, like the juices start flowing again, don't they? Yeah, I think we had, I think just after sort of the real strict lockdown, James and I had a weekend where yes. um, my parents had the kids and we had like four or five days, I think it was in the end, together on our own. We didn't really, we couldn't go anywhere at the time. I don't, I don't know if restaurants were open. Well, they, they wasn't open, you know, totally. Um, and it was so nice. It was so nice. We had the best time. Mm. And I think you need those little, like, not everyone can have four to five days. I understand that, of course. I mean, we don't get that very often. But you get those little bits of time and they just reset you. And they, they, yeah, they just remind you, I think, as well, of who you are as people, why you're together, why you like being together, why you enjoy yeah. each other's company. Um, and you can hold on to that for a little while when you go back to the monotony of <laughs> parenting every day. You have those mm. nice memories. Mm. Um, and we, we, so, we, yeah. when we went to Norfolk last week, we were on the edge. Like we'd had such bad arguments leading up to that to that um, that trip that when we arrived at our friend's place, they were like, "Oh wow, are you guys all right?" Like, <laughs> no, we're not, we're not. We're not actually all right at all. And I was thinking, I was in my head. I was thinking, I'm not sure we can tip up there. The state that we're in, the kids were picking up on the energy. We were on the yeah. floor. And by you know four days later, we'd spent the week eating pizzas, drinking wine, playing in the sand, eating crappy sandwiches laughing sitting up with our friends it was lovely and by the time we left we were like come on you know it it wasn't an expensive trip we didn't go that far (laughs) but it was just getting out of our comfort zone of like the day-to-day dregs of it all that really really helped us a couple I think if you you know if you're listening and you're going through it even if it's a night ring up your Mm. best friend and say will you have the children for me um or whoever can help you just to be like and just go away with your partner and be together have a change of scenery yeah it's really good so we'll be back right after this hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Welcome back. Now, where were we? Let's get into the questions. Um, oh, this is a different type of relationship, but one that definitely is good to chat about. How do you cope yeah. with in-laws? Oh, God. <laughs> this is a hard um, one. And, uh, do you know what? I looked at this this earlier and I was thinking about it because obviously everyone has different relationships with their in-laws. Some people are closer to their in-laws than they are their own parents. Um, and Find a bank and walk off it. <laughs> I think, do you know what though? Serious note, I do think that some of us, like when we, not just in-laws, grandparents as well, when we drop our kids to their grandparents or or our in-laws and we expect them to do things in the exact same way that we do and it annoys us when they don't, I actually think sometimes you've got to let go of that. I think you just have to appreciate that they're looking after your children, know that they've raised children of their own, and also know that if the kids have, I don't know, a few more sweets than you'd like them to, or they're up a little bit later than you'd like them to be, that it's not going to affect them for life. You know, like a night here, a couple of nights there, it's not going to it's not going to affect them and the majority of the time they're with you and they're living by your rules so I think sometimes that's where the tension lies isn't it like I know for instance when my mum was looking after Axel a lot James used to get really annoyed (laughs) at how many like treats she'd buy him not just sweets and chocolate but like you know just go to the shop and you know I'll have a car have this have that whatever you know just little little things here and there and James used to be like he can't he can't have all of that I'd be like no 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 I know I completely understand but you have to understand from her point of view it's her first grandchild you know she she wants to make him happy that makes her happy buying him stuff and ultimately he's not going to be spending all this time with her forever like yeah. it's only for a short period of time and now like she, she doesn't even do it that much like she doesn't yeah. she doesn't buy him all this stuff and we've sort of come out of that but I, think, um, I think the difference is if 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 you've got an in-law looking after your kids for a regular day every week lot, not yeah. two days a week and it's a regular thing I think it's really important for you to be able to set out those rules to them because it's not their child it's their grandchild and the, the, the granny relationship or the grandpa relationship is very different to the parent relationship and I don't don't be like frozen in fear by sitting them down and saying listen we're really we're really grateful that you're doing the two days a week but if you are going to do this regularly then there's just a few things that we need you to do and we need them and we need them done and like I have had to have that conversation it hasn't gone down particularly well but I think it's important to set it out from the start um, and just say, you know little things like things that you can kind of you know just let ride, ride over you like whatever it is treats or whatever but the major things like the naps and the the, the, yeah. the that's what I was gonna say if it's yeah. a regular thing yeah naps things that are really like you know yeah it, well it, the thing I always find if Axel comes back from a weekend at my parents he is a write-off for the next couple of days he's moody he's like grumpy he's tired you can't have that every single week <laughs> But now and again, I can suck it up for sure. Yeah, and oh, and FYI, it is really tricky to navigate. I think if you've got if you've got a good relationship with your in laws, I think you're probably in the minority because I think there's a lot of stuff. In fact, the, the older I get, the more I see that relationships between. Um, you know, ch- children and parents, i.e. our age group and our parents, is actually quite tricky. Chuck in some in-laws as well, and it's like, oh, God. Um, yeah. Give yourself a break. I, I think you're – there's lo- there's loads of us also feeling the same pain. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and hello to my in-law, my mother-in-law, if you are listening. <laughs> um, okay, relationships with friends after you have a baby and not in the same place as you were before. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, do you know what? I think that is really hard, especially when, you know, there's a much bigger sort of length of time where people have kids now. You know, some people start having kids at 20 and some people start having kids at 40. So people you went to school with, there's like 20 years for you to be having kids at different times. So not everyone is going to be on the same page at the same time. I know for me, like one of my friends had children before me that's it not like not, none of my other friends did um and it's yeah, hard. I think it's really really important to communicate really clearly at that point I think the conversations the open and honest conversations with your friends that don't have children um, yeah. or, or in different places with you you absolutely need to lay it out to them and just tell them how you're feeling and tell them your fears around you know the relationship or the friendship moving on or you know you feeling like you've been left behind or that you're in a different space or whatever um, I mean even me I went and stayed with some friends you know a couple of weeks ago they've got a newborn and even I fell out of the loop with what was going on in her world because she yeah. had a, a you know a, a two-month-old baby there and I was like well I'm not in the newborn baby stage but I just just basically focused all of my energies on making her feel comfortable and I tried not to talk too much about the outside world um no so I totally agree with you I think it is important to lay out to your friends how you're feeling especially if all of your friends don't have children and they're all out you know doing what you've always done before like got going out on Friday and Saturday nights and you want to be a part of it and you want to still you know maintain the friendships but equally you might not want to be doing that at the moment yeah. and I think it, it's just important to say to them you know I, I can't I don't want to go out you know to a bar or whatever tonight but how about you come around before you go out communication with your mates is key absolutely is it normal for your marriage to suffer ask after having a baby asking for a friend oh I mean, yes, I re I think so. I, re I really think so. It's a huge change for both of you. Like, it, it, your whole world turns upside down when you have kids. And yeah. I remember listening to a relationship, um, like a counsellor or whatever it was, on a podcast ages ago, and they said, give it till the baby's two. So many couples don't give it until their baby is two. And they, you know, they break up or whatever. And actually, so many couples find those first two years so difficult. And yeah. after two years, it's when you start coming out the other side. It's when you find your feet. You know who you are as parents. Um, you know, hopefully the sleep deprivation is eased up. <laughs> you're getting yeah. a good night's sleep. Yeah. You know, you're into your routine. You you can have a bit more time together. You might feel comfortable leaving leaving um, the little one with a babysitter or leaving them overnight with parents or whatever. And it's th it's those first two years, I think, yep. that are the, the, the years that really impact a relationship. Here's another one. Parents do not approve of us moving from London to Sussex. Hard to navigate. Why can't they be happy for us? Feel like I can't talk about it in their company. Oh, God, that's so irritating. I'm irritated for <laughs> you. It's your life. It's your choice. Do whatever you want to do and do not worry about your your parents approving um, because you're not a child, you're a parent. And I realize that you want everybody to be on board with you, but that is their stuff, not yours. You have to do exactly what's right for, your, for you, you know, your family, your children, just crack on with it I think I think really really like good advice is to take emotion out of it 
So if your parents want to get into like, oh, no, you can't leave. Or you're going to just be like, listen, this is right for us. This is right for the family. I really want your support. I really want you to get on board with it. This is what we're doing. I think there comes a moment in life where you have to become your own. You know, we all fit into these kind of like... um it's like we revert back to being teenagers again and our parents feel that they can um, kind of put ultimate control over us even though we're adults and parents ourselves and actually it's really important at that point to, to, to set the boundaries and to say no this is what we're doing you either get on board with it and you come with us on this journey or you know do your own thing I've yeah. said that to my mum a million times <laughs> and also just just to add the, the thing is, they're only, they only feel that way because they, they're going to miss you and they obviously like how things are at the moment and sometimes people don't like change. But ultimately, if it is best for you and your family, then they'll make it work. You know, yeah. they'll come and see you. It's not a million miles away. Um, I think, if, you know, every parent, uh, you know, wants to be close to their child, no matter oh, what age they really? are. <laughs> no, but mom lives in Kenya. She couldn't give two shits. <laughs> I mean, from my side, but then I, you know, I'm the only child. I'm the only child, and I left and moved to Scotland when I was 21. But my mom would never have said anything to me, and she didn't. Like, she didn't say anything to me. She just made sure she came up to see me as much yeah. as she could. Um, and I think you've got to remember that that's where that's where they're coming from. They're coming from a place of you know, wanting to keep the family close together, but they just need to get used to what the new, the new, the new way of being together is going to be. Yeah, precisely. And London to Sussex is not London to Australia. So no, exactly. For the train journey or the car ride. Um, this one's from, or oh, probably won't say who this is from because it's a sex question. Uh, tips oh. on putting your man and sometimes you in the mood after a day of parenting. Oh my, I feel you. <laughs> um, I think my main thing, and Georgia and I have spoken about this before, is that if you've been parenting all day, um, last night, Dozer and I had a bath together. And I, oh, so when you said I was running and you were running a bath, you were running a sexy bath. It's a sexy bath. We lit candles. <laughs> we had some really nice music playing. There were no lights on in the bathroom apart from the candles. We had this really intimate, romantic moment between the two of us in a bath that was like, I just couldn't remember the last time we did it. And we had an amazing time. So I think if you can, obviously you can't go out and do something really romantic, but if you can do something at home, I always say as well, get in the shower, wash the day away. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. the best tip you've ever given me. Yeah. That's like, that's a, it is, it really does reset you. Like it all, if, you know, if you don't want to have a shower straight away, you want to go out, you know, if I go out for a run and then when I come back, I feel like a new person again. Yeah. It's like doing something that ends that part of your day and starts the next part of your day. Also, I don't know about you, but I can't think of, I mean, there's planned sex is the least sexiest thing in the world. Like, oh, we'll get the kids to bed at seven o'clock and by 10 past we'll be on. Oh, I don't. That makes me cringe. Yeah, so taking sex outside of the bedroom is also another really good tip. Like, you have to try and spice it up a bit, even if you don't feel like it. Once you start doing it and you put the kids in the box and lock them away, metaphorically, and then you just (laughs) don't actually put them in the box, and then you, you, you know, give yourself a glass of wine and just light some candles and just do something a little bit different you'll feel sexier I yeah. do you remember when we spoke to Tamara Eccleston and oh she God, said sorry. how many rooms in her house does she have and we were like oh how how when do you have time for sex and she said oh there's 56 other rooms in my house 
Oh no, it's literally she went every in my bathroom. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, right. Fifteen years together, both still at home because of COVID. How do we find a way to talk more? <sighs> 15 years together I mean you're the pro not us I mean yeah I mean for us personally the way that we talk is by having our own thing you know like when you're at home all the time and you're doing the same things together every single day yeah of course you're going to run out of things to talk about because you you just are you're together the whole you know the whole time um we find you know having our separate things like say for instance last night I went for a run James was watching something by the time we come back we've got another conversation to have like where I ran how far I ran how I was feeling what he'd been watching and that just kicks it off again I think having your own things your own separate things when you've been together so long 15 years you need to have separation as well like still be your stay you know stay in touch with who you are as well as who you are as a couple um because I think a lot of people when they're together for a long time they sort of not morph into one but a little bit they do everything together they do the supermarket shop together you know they they do everything I do think that um yeah when you're in a very you know a a long-term relationship like that it is good to have a bit of time apart to you know so that you have the spark when you come back together again yeah I completely Um, agree with you and I also think thinking outside the box with certain things that you can get into such a routine if you've been together for such a long time but things like um I know this is a ridiculous example but like doing a little games night between the two of you like we play rude rude scrabble we absolutely love um it sounds ridiculous but forget about you know coming up with all these really long words um not that I can think of one on the spot just 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 play rude scrabble it's only swear words um and slang and that's that really is such a good know. idea yeah, I like that and it just I don't know I think it's just about spicing things up a little bit along the way and generally it's gonna have to come from us let's do one more how did your relationship with your mum change when you became a mum G it's a good question. Oh, do you know what? I don't think mine's changed that much. Like, we're closer than we probably were. I think me and my mum didn't, not didn't get on when I was a teenager, but that's the time when we wasn't really that close, that when I was a teenager, you know, when you just don't want anything to do with your parents. Then when I was 21, I moved away. I moved to Glasgow and my mum and dad were still in London. And we became closer then, actually, because... It wasn't, it wasn't a chore, if that makes sense, because we wanted to catch up with each other and we used to speak to each other every day. And I think sometimes when you have that distance, oh God, can you see there's a, there's a pattern here? Well, we love the distance. Um, that, don't you? I love the distance. Staying, staying together and George is about yeah. between you. Distance. Um, no, distance makes the heart grow fonder. No, but I think our relationship changed more so when I became like a, an adult rather than a parent. You know, when I have my own my own house and I'm doing my own things our relationship changed then for the better I'd say but, but, um, but in terms of when you became a mum and you held Axel for the first time and you then tried you know you then brought him up with your own set of rules did, yeah. it, highlight, did it highlight anything in the way that your mum had parented you um I, I, I think I have a newfound respect for my mum when I became a mum, for sure. Like, you don't realise, do you, everything that they, they went through, especially like my mum was quite ill after she had me. And I knew that she had that worry for me um, when I had Axel. I knew that she was probably a bit worried that I might go through the same. And she never, she didn't tell me about that. And luckily, thank you know, luckily I wasn't. So I think you have... 
I, I found a new a new respect for her. But also my mum is quite, she doesn't put her opinions on me. She's very much sort of let me find my way with how I wanted to parent Axel. And I know that it's that is not always the way. And that can be really difficult when you've got a parent who, you know, has very strong opinions of what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. It's really hard to tell them that you want to do it your own way, especially when it comes to, you know, like breastfeeding and routines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they've how, definitely... How about you, Zoe? Um, how long have you got? I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean my, my, 55 my mom, seconds. My mom, <laughs> me and my mum's relationship is very, very tricky and intricate. Um, I won't go into it now, but I will say that, you know, having the kids has made me realise that you definitely don't check out of parenting when your kid's... Um, become a certain age and there's things that you know she she was an incredible mother but in terms of being present and like and being there for them all the time and giving them everything um my mom was quite a selfish person so she would definitely be like oh just you know get on with it and this is my time and my time to fly and all this sort of stuff and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't do that but you know what she tried and she did some really amazing things so I think it's definitely highlighted things that she didn't do but also as you said made me respect her more for the amount she put in it's a hard one the mother-daughter relationship is so tricky it is trickiest yeah, for sure. Um, that's all we've got time for, isn't it? Oh, so many more questions. I know. We <laughs> always run out of time. So maybe this is we're going to have to do another one of these yeah. and get through the rest at some point. Yeah. And, and just remember as well, we've done other podcasts on relationships. So you can go back and have a little listen. Georgia Jones was a really, really good chat. We also yeah. spoke about sex and relationships. That was more of a sexy one with um, <laughs> Dr. Anand Patel. He was absolutely fantastic. And Georgia and I have actually had a, like a Q&A one. On, on sex and relationships before so loads to go and have a listen to and also, to listen to. Tell, um, I just need to put it out there so we can start a petition on Instagram but I am desperate 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 to get Gillian Anderson on the podcast and if you think it's a really good idea can you please message her directly screen grab her do whatever you can to get her to realise who we are to so come on thanks <laughs> everyone DM her <laughs> if you have enjoyed this episode then please do tell your friends and pop on to whatever podcast app you use and please rate review and subscribe of course you can send us a message as well directly at made by mamas or you can drop me a little note at zoe hardman on my personal instagram and we're going to be back on tuesday with another amazing conversation for you see you then planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.